Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Two Gargoyles Comics Podcast. With me are fantastic uh, contributors and gargoyles themselves, Kyle Burles, Mike Rieger, and our American correspondent, Jeremy Few. Say hi, guys. Hi, guys. I'm frozen. <laughs> Kyle's frozen. <laughs> Kyle is an unfrozen caveman artist, played by Kyle today. He's been having video issues and... Uh, we blame StreamYard, but uh, since StreamYard is streaming this, we don't really blame them. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, we're not paying them. We can blame them. We oh, saw that's the right. branch we're sitting we're, on. How dare you? We're using the free version, and we have complaints. No, that's uh, the thing. So uh, let's, uh, let's start off with the news. Oh, my God, the comics industry, uh, the comics culture. What the hell this week? Um, uh, what's his name? Cameron Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, Cameron Stewart, like my God, and you know, and he's not the only one, and and won't, he won't be the last. But but Warren Ellis, Warren, oh, you know, and this is the thing. This is supposed to be our safe space. When we were young nerds, comics was where we went to to escape the bad stuff of the world. You know, it's it was a better world. It was a more, uh, you know, like co comprehensive. It was more emotionally fulfilling. There were heroes, there were good guys, and they made the bad guys go away. And now here, like we're hearing more and more about uh, the abuse of women, you know, the predatory uh, atmosphere um, that is dominated by mostly male creators, you know, grooming young women or harassing women or just whatever. And it's like, Stop it, okay? <laughs> like that's that's my big takeaway. Stop misusing the privilege of your position just to try and get some sex because you're gross, and we three beardos do not, you know, uh, endorse it in any way, shape, or form. So uh, no. fuck you, and and stop making comics a bad place. Thank you. There, that's this the has always happened. In the industry, just ask anyone girl who tried to join a D and D game in 1982. But we know about it a lot more, and now that we know about it, we see you doing it, and you have to stop. Yes, and uh, everyone else that isn't really doing much about it, but is just sort of letting it happen because it's a quote-unquote well-known secret. No, bad. Do better. Champion the cause. Be an ally, and uh, you know, wipe this culture out. Make it not okay. I think we should raise our voices and just say, no, it's not okay. I don't care if it's a well-known secret that famous artist slash writer number one, uh, you know, like is a very gropey person with the girls. Oh, that's just him. Ha 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 ha. No, not okay. Not cool. Not innocent either. No. no. Anybody else want to weigh in? Sorry, that was a big rant. <laughs> no, I like the rant. There's four yeah, beardos. There's, oh, that's right. Four. Jeremy counts as a beardo, even though his beard doesn't connect from like mustache to chin. It doesn't grow. It doesn't. It's no. a chin strap. The quality it's, it's of his beardo does like not that. inform the quality of his opinions, Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to beard shame. No should, beard I, shame. should I? Should <laughs> <laughs> I? Do not draw in a beard. <laughs> Nobody can know the, can tell the difference. The video quality is not. Use a sharpie. It's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Today do on not the podcast, let, no, to do not let Kyle do this. Don't let Kyle do this to you. He does this to everyone. Oh, God. Well, it's dry. Can't believe do it you, twirly. Kyle. Kind of, kind of a swirl. <laughs> if it's dry, you should moisturize. 
<laughs> what else is in the news, Michael? Well, uh, going going more local on the local scene tonight, uh, Two Gargoyles Comics uh, has sent some of its comics down to StudioComics.ca. They have a storefront. They are a printer, but they are also a store. Um, and I noticed that uh, some of our esteemed colleagues, uh, like Oric of the Great White North uh, uh, and Aurora Man, are on the shelves down there. They have a great indie section. And so uh, as soon as the comics get there, I presume, uh, two gargoyles will be joining that uh, Kitchener, Ontario store. And so we'll be expanding our repertoire, I guess would be the way to put it. Cool. And we'll Make be expanding into Kelowna as soon as I get there and can go to the store with Mike because he won't go alone. That's <laughs> true, I won't. <laughs> we have comments, Michael. Yeah. Oh, we have comments. Thank you. Oh, I'm on the wrong window. Thing. Oh, my God. Look at all this. Uh, Bless you, my son. Yeah. What about us beardless? Somebody get this man an eyebrow pencil. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I think Michael oh. died. Oh. It's not just me. Yes. <laughs> this time. He's pulled the plug, everyone. Wow. Oh, and his mouth is open. All right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I barely recognize him this way. <laughs> Jeff Terrell says, ah, I dropped in at the wrong part of the this discussion. Lol. John okay, everyone everyone oh, send in your comments of which cord Michael pulled out accidentally. I'm going to guess power. The, the one he's pointing at right now. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's be microphone. Whoa, three again. Freeze. <laughs> Are we all going to freeze? Because... He's, I don't know. I, I can't actually do much of the freezing because I'm so out of sync and all over the place. Anyways, he's oh. gone. Interesting. So oh, probably fine. No. This, this is no longer the Two Guards podcast. <laughs> Great. It, so if he rejoins, it made take it over the assignment. You know, there's something really odd. Michael's gone. My video has cleared up. Something wonderful, Egg. It really oh, has. Um, he's he's Michael was at fault the whole time. It's always Michael. Yeah. We can't approve Sherry of him back in if he rejoins. Aliens. It was aliens. Damn it. They took Michael. Oh, they took him a long time ago. There is a thunderstorm, says John Crowdis of is Calgary. There? Is there a thunderstorm down there? I don't I don't not in my not in my neck of the woods. Hmm. It's sunny at 100 degrees here. <laughs> 100 degrees. I'm not 100% sure Michael can get back into the show. Oh, power just went out, he says. Oh, okay. 102. Should, should we continue without him? Uh, I don't even know if we can. Like He's the one in control. Well, we're, we're streaming. I just don't think we can let him back in. No, who would approve him? Yeah. <laughs> uh -oh. enjoy, the, enjoy the wheels falling off this, everybody. Uh-oh. That's fine. So today, we're talking about... <laughs> Making comics. I think so. <laughs> Hang on. Let me check the lightning map, says John Crowdus. <laughs> so they can still hear us. That's good. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a text from Michael yet to tell us what to do. We don't know what to do. We're just alone. <laughs> so... Tell me, Mike, how do you start your comic? Well, um, what I did first was design 
uh, some characters that I liked the look of. And I, then I came up with names for them. And then I ignored that for about a year and a half. <laughs> I did nothing further with it. But I sort of thought of things that would be cool for them to do, like little bits of dialogue and little tiny scenes and that sort of random mishmash of stuff. And then one, I was sitting, not uh, having a table at a convention in Kelowna Comic-Con, and I sort of strung it together into a narrative in my head and typed it out into my op iPad. Um, during that course of that weekend. And mostly it made sense for the most part. And um, then I did a couple more scripts and started drawing the first one. But it's still really slapdash for me. Like I've started stuff on the ninth issue. I've been starting writing on the sixth issue. It's just back and forth in time. And uh, as I understand it, that's not the way you're supposed to write scripts. No, no, well. not, it's not the way Michael writes scripts. I've seen writing him start at the all beginning and going to the end, yeah. and I can't do that at all. Well, I think writing scripts is forever. Hey, look, we have a mic back. Oh, well, thanks we're for joining totally the show. Vamping while you were gone. Um, Jeremy showed a nipple. <laughs> look, Michael's back. I've frozen again. Yes. Also, we've discovered that you're the reason Kyle freezes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's I was me. completely unfrozen while you while you were away. Yeah, you sounded great. Yep. Oh, so it's completely my fault. Now there's yep. thunder and lightning, and I will probably be electrocuted by these headphones. Um, but yes, I just did have a, a power brownout, and that, of course, made everything, including my internet router, recycle. So apologies to everybody, um, but I'm glad you guys continued the show. Yeah, you, once you, we realized like, that we were still continuing the show. You, you look like a YouTube video from 1995. Mike did explain his starting in comics and said it was oh. nothing like yours. Yeah. Now tell right. us, Michael, how do you start writing a comic? Um, it starts with an idea, and that's, I think, true for absolutely everybody. You have an idea, wouldn't it be great? I want this to be a comic, right? I mean, that if you're not starting from that, then what are you doing making a comic? Like, if, like have the idea. Get your idea down on paper or on your phone or on your whatever. It doesn't count unless you have your idea, unless you're writing it down. Because otherwise, you're just talking. And that's not making a comic. That's talking about making a comic. They are not the same thing. So I'm a little, I'm a little bitter about that because I know so many creative people that I would love to see their work, but they are just going to talk about it and it's just not going to ever happen. And that makes me feel like I'm missing out on something, which makes, makes me mad. So yeah. get your idea down. Um, and then you make notes. Okay, so beginning, minor, middle, and, and, well, yeah, you can make those notes too. Like, um, <laughs> you, you get your beginning, your middle, and your end down. You have to know where it will end before you start writing. You don't necessarily have to know how you're going to get there. Um, see, I write, unlike Mike, I write linearly. I tend to write from the beginning to the middle to the end, but I usually know what the end is before I get there. But the middle bit is very flexible. It can change, right? I know where I'm going to start. I know where I'm going to finish. How I get there is why I make notes to myself. Do you ever find yourself changing your mind about what the end is as you go? Like something actually, you originally planned doesn't really work out and you come yeah, up with a better idea? Because I do. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like sometimes your characters themselves will tell you, I'm not doing that. Like, no, that, that doesn't make sense for me. You, because you get to know your characters better in the context in which you're writing them. Sometimes and you they tell had... you to burn things, but you don't listen to those parts. That's what the doctor told me. That's what the doctor <laughs> said, you guys. And I trust the doctor. 
I actually have started hearing my character's voices. I thought he was crazy for the longest time. <laughs> I am not kidding. I thought you were nuts. And then I'm like, well, actually, I do kind of hear their voices now. <laughs> one does not have anything to do with the other. Just <laughs> Both can be true. Both can be true. Mike used to say to me uh, that a character to him was just some lines on paper. They didn't have personalities. And I remember being so shocked by that because I'm like, then how do you draw them? How do they have expressions on their faces if you don't feel what they are? And so that was a very interesting, different way to look at it for me, too, because apparently you can draw something without being personally attached to it. Oh, yeah. I don't know how, but I can't draw. <laughs> for decades, when I was only an artist, I'd draw a blue guy. Look, it's a blue guy with some weird pants. I don't know what his middle name is. <laughs> I know what his weird pants look like, but that is all. And. Only yeah. when I started writing did that change. Uh, interesting, interesting. So writing is a voice. It's a voice you have, and it's the voice you're using to tell your story. Now, the medium is writing, of course. The medium is the, the, the paper comic or the web comic or whatever, but that is your voice. People say to me, like, how do I write dialogue? And I always say, how do you talk? When you're talking to someone, how do you speak? Start there. That's what you know. You know how you talk. Start with that. And then every so often, little bits of like TV shows, books you've read, movies will pop in little lines. Go, oh, this character should say this line. That's kind of cool. And then suddenly this character begins to take on a life of their own. And yeah, so I started imagining write, how they... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. I started imagining how they would react to random situations. Nothing involved in the script what they would do if they saw a bug what would they do if they saw a car accident that's when it gave me sort of a feeling of who they were as a person and then i started hearing their voices yeah and then um, i started to be concerned about myself <laughs> but yeah like actually talk contact a doctor what mike is talking about there is the fleshing it out part right as you're writing you know like obviously you're writing your plot right but every so often the characters are like I don't want to do the plot 100% of the time. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the things I like to do or the things that I would like to be or say or whatever. And that adds dimension because you can have a great story, but it's got to have some meat on its bones. If it's only like if, if you take Indiana Jones, right, if the whole point of the story was him getting the arc, it would be boring. But he's got all this great stuff in between. He's got his background with Marion. He's got, you know, his relationship with Belloc. He's got, you know, Nazis, 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 like running all over the place. It and how made absolutely movie. none of those aspects have anything to do with the actual plot. But that's a whole other thing, because technically, if you're watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, it all happens with or without him. That's true. If he weren't there... Everything would the still happen. The exact same thing would happen. <laughs> yeah. But I think what Michael's saying is without all that background stuff, yeah. you'd just be watching a mannequin move around. You wouldn't care about this plastic man and what the plastic things he bumps into because mm. it wouldn't be real. There wouldn't be a, a person you could identify with. That would be keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, please, let's not. Yeah. Uh, so remember, all character voices, and Mike is going to disagree with me on this, but all character voices are your voice, Okay. Be you when you're writing. Be authentic. Don't quote from movies or books or whatever extensively. Like, everybody makes references in real life. That's fine. But <laughs> it, it is you. These people are speaking through you. Whether or not they are the voices you would actually use in day-to-day -day life, 
It still comes from you. Counterpoint. Riga. Well, I, I agree about not using references, but uh, my character's a, a red sex worker who's murdered 30 people. Like, that is not me or how I would behave or how I'd respond to things or how I, know, I would you're not red answer questions. I'm very pale. <laughs> but Mike, So in that how, sense, Veronica isn't me at all. But how do you well, write her then? I, I got to know her as a person, uh, what she would do in response to stimulus, what she says when people say dumb shit. We say that. Sorry. So do you, yeah. <laughs> do you know any murderers personally, Mike? Not that I know of. <laughs> well, my point is you have taken, you know, bits, things that you've learned and you've, you've made them into this character, Veronica, the uh, sure. red demon looking sex worker. Her voice isn't necessarily things you would say, but what I mean to say is it still comes from you. Unless you're completely basing her on a character you've seen on television who has dialogue just like hers, no, it's no, coming no, no, from no, no. you. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon says, we're usually pretty quiet about that. <laughs> we murderers. We, we, yeah, we don't know murderers. We don't know them. <laughs> All of us murderers. I know one. Well, yeah. I knew before what? he murdered. But you are American. You, oh, you knew him oh, before yeah. he murdered. Oh. My neighbors, everybody, you know. The cops. America. The president. What, what, oh, the president, yeah. He's responsible for a lot. Oh, and it's getting political here on Two Gargoyles Comics Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Better not. <laughs> As it should. No. So that would be how I would consider getting started started with the comic, is getting to know the people that you want to put yeah. into it. And so, the plot that you want them to do. Well, exactly. Now, Kyle, you, you've been uh, sort of quiet. Um, you wrote like three issues of a comic that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, you know, how did you start? Several more than ever. Um, depends on the actual project I always find. But I will point out saying that one of the best things outside of the getting to know their voices and stuff, if you want to go from a technical side, there are plenty of amazing like outlines if you're just starting out, you don't know how to write, you don't necessarily know how to go, hey, uh, where do they start? There are beautiful outlines online where you can just go, you know, chapter, you know, act one, act two, act three. And if you can get it, I highly recommend Save the Cat by Blake Snyder. It is a, screen, a screenwriting book, but it covers pretty much every type of writing you could, you could imagine. Like it is, as in, this is, as I said, more of a technical point of view if you need, because you can't, if you've never really done writing before, you don't have any basic structure in your mind on how to get started. I would say, you know, that's one of the best ways to, you know, get it down. If you've got a bullet point thing of, you know, act one, you know, if you're writing a mystery story, you know, introduce your sleuth, you know, you know, you know, give them their setting. You know, it'll give you all those points and allow you to basically fill it in and then you can expand it from there. Yes. It now, we have a sense. comment here from Sherry. I think there's a difference between being your character and writing them with your own voice. Your voice can say whatever needs to be said. You just have to know what the character would want to say. And she calls those her rambling Saturday thoughts. I think they're excellent Saturday thoughts. Um, that's true. Like, obviously, Mike is not a murdering sex worker. At least it seems obvious to me. That um, I'm willing to say on camera, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he has, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Mike, you've got the image of what that would be 
in your mind and you're giving dialogue that you think makes sense for who this person is without actually being that person yourself. Yeah, my possibly wrong imagination of it. But I mean, that's the I mean, risk you take. Know. You know, when you're writing a story of any kind, you're trying to create characters authentically. And guess what? Sometimes you're going to write things you're not. You're going to write the opposite gender. You're going to write a different ethnic background. You're going to write a different culture. And if you're being authentic, you should research those. But be okay with the fact that you're not them. You're just trying to tell a story, right? And in yeah. this day and age, you may run into problems with that. Some people may object, like, you're, you're writing this culture wrong. You're writing this gender wrong or whatever. Accept feedback. That is how you grow as a writer. If someone tells you you suck, ask them why. Don't necessarily believe them. It might just be their opinion. But definitely well, take in that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out what their deal is. Like, I often tell people, you cannot insult me. You can't hurt my feelings. I want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly about anything I've created that you have read. Like, if you've got bad feedback for me, if you've got critique, give it. Give it, give it, give it. I want to have it. I'm a little afraid of that since we've never had my comic an actual show yet. And it's 100% composed of characters who are not white bearded guys. I could be doing it totally wrong. Yeah. And we'll hear about it the next time we're at a convention with it. Well, Possibly. What we've, what we've noticed, like, I think all of us can agree with this. Uh, as soon as you hit a certain level of fame, uh, that's when the haters start to show up. They start to make fun of your work. They start to call down your work, you know, and usually they'll just snipe from the comments section or whatever. But that's how you know you're doing well, <laughs> in my mind. If you're good enough that people can start trashing you, uh, then it, you're on the right track. That's what I think. <laughs> <They're reactionary>. <laughs> <laughs> so about... How long should this take? Uh, what I've written down here is it takes as long as it takes. But if you're serious, you must spend some time on your project every day. And that includes just thinking about it. You don't have to produce every day, but you can think about it. You know, you can, you're in the project. Be in it. Be with it until it's done. But don't just be in the planning stages for 10 years either. No. Because then it becomes just aspirational. Like, this is the comic I want to do someday. You got to actually move to the next stage at some point. Yeah, you got to commit. When you're ready, but do try to get ready. Yeah. And uh, corollary to that thought, you'll never be ready. It's never <laughs> going to be the right time. It's not going to be. You'll always be frightened and always. alone. <laughs> and you should feel a little bit that way. You should be a little scared of putting it out there. Because that's how you're going to do your best, most honest work. If you're just a teeny bit scared, but like I said back a few minutes ago, get it down. Get your idea down because that makes it more real. Just yeah. talking about it mm -mm, doesn't count. doesn't count. Also, if no. you have a habit of forgetting things. Who are you? Like everyone. What? I think both Kyle and Jeremy are frozen. <laughs> no, well, Jeremy's I'm not frozen. Not. Jeremy's just stroking his beard. I'm frozen. <laughs> It's my fault. Should I log off? <laughs> Should I log off? Yes. No. Yes. No. <laughs> Just do it. Get away. <laughs> yeah. Go shave your beard, hippie. So, because I'm the writer that doesn't draw, okay, I have a note here. Remember, someone's going to have to draw this. 
<laughs> if it isn't you, be respectful of what the artist will have to draw. Can I just say, don't have multiple crowd scenes and complicated visuals. Be gentle to your artist. Be nice. <laughs> oh, uh, Justin has a, a comment here. The first time you do anything, it's going to suck. But we learn by sucking and the correcting mistakes and getting better. And amen to that, right? Commit to the fact that you will suck. Be okay with oh, it. Yeah. Just absorb it. And then move forward, right? Try uh, to suck but, less the next time. Yes. When Mike and I uh, started Diaper <laughs> Man in 1996, right? Oh, it sucked. We, <laughs> we, I can't we even look at it. We had a great time. <coughs> we had a great time doing it. It really sucks a little bit. But now looking back at our 1996 idea of comics, it's cringeworthy. Oh, it's I like, oh, not. God, why? <laughs> but the art is, is still top notch. Why is the font in 36 point? What were we doing? <laughs> but the point is, that was our learning comic. We learned things, right? Oh, uh, John Crowder says, no multicolored capes with woven in inlay designs? Yeah. Not if you're drawing that for 24 pages. No, sir. Do not design God. a character that you don't want to draw every 10 minutes for the rest of your life. Simplify that down. Also, I know black is cool, like black costumes, but in real life, you could wear black leather pants with a black shirt and a black coat and have your hair dyed black and have your black katanas or whatever. Please don't do that in a comic. It's black on black on black on black. It's visually muddy, and it's also visually like, this guy looks like a floating shadow. Like, but how will I like. tell people he's a badass otherwise? Yeah, exactly. You're confused right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. draw him doing badass stuff. But he's, soldier. Can't be but he's grimdark. He must be all black all the time. Otherwise, it's not grimdark. Yeah, please don't do it. Yeah. It's a good it's name for a see. character, isn't it? There's got to be a character grimdark. I'm sure it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was Every week we announced a new comic series, Grimdarky. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> so thumbnail it out yourself, writers. Try this as an exercise. Thumbnail the comic yourself with stick figures if you have to, and give yourself the visual clues as to how your comic will work. You have a vision in your head. Otherwise, you wouldn't be writing a comic. You'd be writing a novel, right? You have a vision on what you want to see on the page. Sketch it out. Go, does this make sense? Do I have room for all my words in here? Um, is this possible? Right? And if you can show that to an artist, this is what I was thinking, that might be helpful to them. Or they might say, oh, my sweet summer child. No, no, dear. No. That's not how we do layouts, my poor dear. Bless yeah. your heart. <laughs> I guess that depends on the artist whether they want to do their own panel layouts or they're happy to do yours. I think you've worked with artists that go either way. Yeah, on I often panel ask, layouts uh, specifically, uh, uh, no room for interpretation. Uh, yeah, I often ask, "What do you need? How do you prefer? What do you like?" And given the responses, like some of them have never been asked this before, they have been treated like art robots. Openly. Yeah. So uh, when, when we are just starting out our art relationship, I will give a lot more instruction and direction until we develop that language that partners have, where it's like, you know what I mean, what I say, you know, hide the Twinkie, um, like whatever. <laughs> but if you're starting out as a writer and you have no idea how to block out a page, don't. Don't do it. Let the artist do it. 
it doesn't yeah, have to be your job, job if you're not comfortable with it. Yeah. Don't let that be the roadblock that stops you. In fact, if you find a roadblock that stops you at any point, just do a different thing. <laughs> yes. I yeah, didn't write comics help. for decades because I thought I had to write them the way you write them at the start going to the finish, and it kept me out of it for 20 years. Yeah, I just that couldn't is, do it that way. That is the saddest thing for me to hear because I love uh, Mike's work, right? But um, getting intimidated by the work um, probably means that you're doing it wrong for you. And, and you might be thinking, but I have to do it this way. I have to do it this way. No, sir. No, ma'am. You don't. Um, you do it the way that works for you. All we're trying to do with this podcast is give you some insight, some tips, and hopefully a lot of encouragement. Um, you know, because uh, th there's no one right way to do things. There's only suggestions. Everyone's brain works a different way. Sure Michael's and mine are completely opposite most of the time. But yes. it works out, you know. It's cool. Um, but be thorough, okay, in your concept. Be complete. The person drawing your book doesn't know your vision, okay? They, you have to communicate it. Um, you have to give reference for the important things. If the whole point to your character is the twin swords they have, like, strapped to their back, describe them. Talk to the artist, say, this is the most important thing to me, right? Um, oh, so most of the time, and, the artist can ignore you and just draw whatever they want. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes that's actually just the best thing, right? Um, I don't think I've ever actually had to say to, like, to Kyle, for example, who is the artist in, in question, um, I don't think I've ever said, no, Kyle, no, that doesn't work. You know, mm -hmm. like, because I trust Kyle. We have developed the language. We do have a vision. And so I write my script, and Kyle either follows it or doesn't, but he makes it work, is the point. So Sherry has a question here. You talked about if one is a writer that doesn't draw, but I'm curious if an artist that doesn't write ever creates a character and pitches it to a writer to create the story. Jeremy! Yes. I did many times, and so does Jeremy. <laughs> Half the Diaper Man villains are things that I drew, and they have a name, and then I said, Michael, here you go! Yeah. And I was like, yay! Um, that's true. And Jeremy, you created Milk uh, as a character years and years and years ago. Yeah. Um, and you tried writing a book with her. Um, and it didn't quite work out in a linear fashion. <laughs> right. Don't no. do it linearly, Jeremy. Don't listen to him. You don't have to. No, what I mean is the comic, the comic itself, the single issue comic, jumped all over the place to the point where we're like, what's happening? We don't know what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, there's like five action scenes and there's like no talking in between. If there is talking, there's yelling. So it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's sense getting a beta reader comes in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and this is the other thing too. Feedback during the creative process, you guys. Um, I mean, don't solicit feedback for each and every step of the way. But once you have, like, say, maybe you've got five pages together, um, start involving people, get them proofreading. And, oh, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak for Mike and I on this. There's nothing that drives us crazier than misspellings or grammatical errors in the day and age of a freaking spell checker and Grammarly. Like, I am in this excuse. picture and it upsets me. 
Well, Kyle, you ask, though. You send me pages as you do them. I'm saying when I'm at a show and I pick up a book and I go, that's the wrong your. Yeah, I don't want to read this anymore because clearly you don't care about it enough to look up what the feeling of your it is. You don't care, what do I care? Yes. Proofing your work is part of the creative process, and I would go so far as to suggest it shouldn't be you. Like, sure, proof your own work, but you shouldn't be the final say on proofing your work because you have lived with it. You have lived and breathed it. You have stopped seeing it in an objective way. Show it to somebody else, someone you trust. Yeah. Preferably someone that can spell. Every it's page like, Michael does, he shows me, and I go, that's not a crossbar eye. And then he curses <laughs> my name. <laughs> Kyle's just pointing at Mike. Mike, Mike is I quite have often. spell checker. Yeah, exactly. It's me. His, name is, his name is Mike. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mike is the unofficial editor-in-chief here at uh, Two Gargs. Um, <laughs> sort of a, and he also calls himself Pre-Press Monkey. <laughs> it official. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Make it official. Uh, okay. Finally, yes, and we talked about this. It is okay to suck. Okay? Everybody sucks at some point. Even pros have off days. And yeah. some of those off days get published, ladies and gentlemen. Just because you not work wait. for... Sorry. Sorry. Finish your thought. Sorry. No. I was I was just do say, not wait to produce your comic until it doesn't suck because that will not happen. No. No. Do your like, comic anyway. Uh, we have comics that are two years old and we're like afraid to look at them because they might suck now and we don't want that confirmed. But they probably do suck. But you just keep going. You don't stop. You keep creating. You keep moving forward. Um, don't worry about the final product, okay? Uh, write authentically in your own voice and keep doing it because it's experience that will smooth out your rough edges. That's how you learn. You learn by doing Yes, we did Diaper Man, it sucked, and it got better and better because we used it as a learning tool. So it's wildly inconsistent, but hilarious when you look at it now, going, these guys had no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and it's still one of the table's top-selling books, so... Yeah. It is. Just yeah. we put need to look at it, doesn't mean... <laughs> we put in the DVD commentary uh, from the yeah. artist and the writer. We, we commented on our own work, and I think that actually really helps sell it, because it's... Uh, it's humorous. I have a recommendation for a book. Kyle's talking about Save the Cat, which is an amazing script writing book. I always recommend Words for Pictures by mm -hmm. Brian Bendis. Uh, it's a fantastic one. resource for comics writers um, because it doesn't just talk about how to write a comic. It talks about how to write for artists and how to write a pitch to a comics editor or company. It's got a lot of business in it. And that helps you understand, like say, business standards, like how many pages should a pitch be, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I love about the book is it tells more about the industry than just the craft of writing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Although that's probably not what we're gonna need to get started. Don't write a comic because you want to send it to DC. Just write a comic because you yeah, want to yeah. do a comic. Yeah, please, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and sound like a bit of a douche. Please don't send your first comic to a comics <laughs> company to be published. Yeah. Like, for your sake. Because sometimes they'll look at it, go, oh my God, see your name, and then never look at anything you've done again. And I've heard this like, from actual comics pros, and they say, good Lord, get some issues under your belt before you send stuff into a comics company. 
No, your goal for your first comic should be to finish your first comic. Not even to make a good first comic, just to finish one. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I see comments, Kyle. I see them. <laughs> um, Sherry is still angry at Kyle. Uh, to the point well, of letting all... the artist, uh, to the point of letting the artist have artistic license, not when they draw a character wetting their pants, unless it's Diaperman. Kyle, just saying, she's still mad about. Man. So you think that was the artist's idea? Because it was not. Uh, it was actually. It uh, was. To have Diaperman wetting his pants was not. No, the no, 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 no. She's she's talking about gloaming number three. Um, yeah. There's a tiny little panel where Punch has wet his pants, and I was like, "What? What?" Uh, it made me laugh though. Kyle, it was what? a reference. It was an in joke. Uh huh. <laughs> and it got Kyle, published so because it was I a didn't reference to it. the other popular two guard title, <laughs> Diaperman. You know, I 100% thought that was Michael behind that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for in that. the panel, Thanks. panels that weren't published. <laughs> you got <laughs> the Nobel. That's the Nobel. You got Nobel for you. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's wrap it up here, you guys. Uh, was there anything that we, have co we haven't covered so far? I mean, obviously, we're not getting into the specifics today of, you know, printing and pre-press and color and whatnot. We're going to get into that next time. But in terms of the writing and the starting, have we missed anything? I mean, tricky part Big is silence. we've already done it, so no? Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need people to tell us where we've missed it. That's where the feedback comes in. Alrighty. So, yes. Uh, and by the way, you guys... Start, even if it's shit. Just yeah, start. it will be. Just, just start. start. Just, just do, do it. the thing. Just do and it. And then Trust send it. Do it. I want to. I want to see your work. I want to see it. Um, it's uh, twogargs.com or at twogargs. Let me find my little banners here. Do What's do my do email do? address? Hang on. Well, here it is. Boop. There we go. We can go to Two Gargoyles Comics, which is at twogargs on Twitter and Instagram, or the website twogargs.com, and you'll find all the other talky bits there. Um, we promise not to uh, steal your ideas unless they're very good. That's right. And then, of course, we go to Mike Rieger, uh, MikeRieger.ca. Check him that's out. That's me! Yes. Uh, Kyle is Jeremy Few at OfficialJEFew or JeremyFew.com. I don't know what... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jeremy's pointing to the wrong way. And Kyle. Kyle Burles at KyoHazard on Twitter and Instagram. KyoHazard.com. I really can't figure which way to point there. Yeah. <laughs> Spatial dynamics are different. Ah, video. Yeah. Okay. This has been the Two Gargs live stream podcast. Your hosts have been me, Michael, Michael McAdam, Kyle Burles, Mike Rieger, and our favorite American correspondent, Jeremy Few. If you want to help us succeed, here's what you can do. If you're watching this on Facebook, hey, give us some thumbs up. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that like button and subscribe down below. And if you're listening in on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching. Cue the music. <laughs>